Would you turn your Bible, please, to Ephesians chapter 2. I'm grateful for this beautiful music this morning. For those who have sung, and we're so glad to have Brother Robert Coates home with us. Brother Robert serves with Dr. J. Harold Smith. And it's a joy to have him back in the services here today. May we bow together in prayer. Our Father, we humble ourselves in thy presence today, recognizing that without Christ, how dark our lives would be, how empty, how futile. We pray that the Spirit of God would move across the heart of every one in this congregation, both in the auditorium and those who listen by radio, that this will be a day remembered in heaven because we've met with God, we've worshiped you, and we've responded to thee. We pray that not one person would leave this place without having his needs met. May we come to the full fountain and drink deeply of the Lord. May thy spirit bring encouragement to the saved and conviction to the lost. In Jesus' precious name, amen. I'm reading from Ephesians chapter 2. And I meant for an announcement to be made earlier and I forgot it. There's a, a white car in the back with a license, a t- temporary license, P93736 with the lights on. You may not have any battery when we get through unless you go fix it right now. I don't know whose it is. I'm reading from Ephesians chapter 2 beginning with verse 11. Wherefore remember that we, that ye being in time past Gentiles in the flesh who are called uncircumcision by that which is called the circumcision in the flesh made by hands, that at that time ye were without Christ being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, ye who were once far off are made near by the blood of Christ. I want to speak to you this morning on the subject, if Jesus had not come. It is impossible for us to understand today how dismally dark the world would be if Jesus had not come. God's word of prophecy would not be fulfilled. The hymn and dream and prophecy of the saints and sages would have been disappointed. 
There'd be no real moral standard in this world. All nations would be without hope. There would be no immortality. There would be no hope of rescue from the surge of sin. There would be no light, no life, no real standard for living, no real purpose, no comfort. The value of womanhood would not have been elevated. The worth of a little child would never have been realized. And on and on we could go. The list would be innumerable if Jesus had not come. In the passage of Scripture we have before us, Paul is reminding those who are of the Gentile background, and that includes all of us. Actually, the Jews had the very oracles of God. But Paul is reminding those who have come to Christian faith from a world of darkness. And he says to those who are Gentiles, and it's difficult for us because we're all second, third, fourth, fifth generation Christians. Now that doesn't mean that everybody in this room or within the sound of my voice that your parents were Christians or your grandparents were Christians. They may not have been. There may be some here today who have made a break with an entire break with your past and you've become a Christian when others in your family have never been saved. But still we have a Christian heritage. We have not come out of paganism. And it's difficult for us to understand how dark this world is and was without Jesus. And Paul puts his finger on it when he's dealing with these Ephesian Gentile Christians. He says, remember, ye being in time past Gentiles in the flesh, called uncircumcision by that which is called the circumcision. In other words, the Jews called you the uncircumcised or the ethnos or the nations. That in the time past ye were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel, strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, ye who were one time far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. When we try to think, why did Jesus come? We know why he came. Some say he came to be the best of friends, and he did. Some say he came to be the great teacher, and he certainly was. Some say he came to be the great healer, and he was that, he was the great physician. He came to be the savior of sinners, and he certainly is that. The wise man came to say, where is he that is born king of the Jews? And when he died on the cross, Herod, fulfilling that wonderful promise, wrote over the cross, Jesus of Nazareth, King of the Jews. He was all of that. But I want to focus for just a moment or two on four things that would be missing had Jesus not come. We've just gone through a wonderful Christmas season. And I like the lights of Christmas. 
on this beautiful tree we had there were they tell us there were 10,000 lights and all across the city there were lights brother Mickey you might want to help this young man go out in the hall brother Mickey might go out in the hall there that's fine thank you he needs some help God bless you we're so glad you're here today now all those lights across the city have just reminded us that Jesus is the light of the world now some may not understand that's the reason we have those lights because during this season we also have observed Hanukkah which is the festival of lights among the Jews remembering that time in the Maccabean area era when uh, the great temple candelabra huge thing was lighted once again down at the Bellevue Baptist Church in Memphis when they built the auditorium years ago when Dr. Lee was there he spent ten thousand dollars on a beautiful chandelier and that chandelier furnished the only light for the auditorium some criticized him for that he said I want everybody to know that the only light is Jesus and it all comes from one source and when they turned that light out the whole auditorium was dark and when they turned that chandelier on the entire auditorium had all the light it needed symbolizing Jesus the light of the world Jesus is that light and all these wonderful lights have reminded us of that and the giving of gifts and the receiving of gifts a wonderful time of Christmas remembrance and we're grateful for that and I know that gift giving dates back to antiquity the pagans used to do it but Jesus came to teach us the real meaning of gift giving because God so loved the world that he gave and when he gave he gave the best he had his only begotten son now with all of that I just want to list four things that we would be without today had Jesus not come number one there would be no fulfillment of the glorious Word of God there would be no fulfillment of the wonderful Word of God <clears throat> I shall see him but not now I shall behold him but not nigh there shall come a star and a scepter and all down through those dark years the prophets announced the coming of a king the coming of a Messiah Moses said there's going to come a prophet like to Moses in the very early dawn of creation in Genesis 3:15, God saying to the serpent after he had beguiled the woman and man and woman had fallen into sin God said I will put enmity between thee speaking to the serpent and the woman and between thy seed and her seed <clears throat> thou shalt bruise his heel but he shall bruise thy head all of that pointing down to the coming of a Messiah therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign behold a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel 
The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. They that dwell in the land of the shadow of death, upon them hath the light shine. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. But thou, Bethlehem, though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall he come forth unto me, who is to be governor in Israel, whose goings forth have been from of old, even from everlasting. Behold, the messenger shall come, the messenger of the covenant, and he shall come suddenly to his temple. But who may abide the day of his coming? Who shall stand? He is like a fuller's fire, like a refiner's soap. And all those wonderful truths concerning the coming of the Messiah, all of that would have been unfulfilled. And those evidences in the scripture as to the validity of the word of God would lie as dying embers on the hearth and we would be hopeless and we wouldn't have a Bible had Jesus not come. But he came as the fulfillment of everything that is said in this word. Secondly, had Jesus not come, there would be no faith for the journey. Now listen to this. Paul said in Galatians 2.20, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. You see, we do not live by our own faith. Even the faith of salvation, the faith that saves us, is not ours. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. That faith, the very faith itself, is a gift from God. And those of us who have entered the walk with Christ do not live by our own faith. We live by His faith, the faith of the Son of God who loved us and gave Himself for us. And had Jesus not come, there would be no faith for the journey. All of us are on a journey. And we wouldn't have that faith to walk day by day with the Lord. We wouldn't have the faith for healing. I think of the lepers who were cleansed by Jesus. That woman who had an issue of blood, she had tried everything the doctors could do And in despair, she was about to give up. And then she went down the crowd and she touched Jesus. She said in her heart, if I could just touch the hem of his garment, I'd be clean. I'd be all right. And by faith, she did it. And she was healed. There would be none of that. Today, there are men and women who are stricken with illnesses. Now the Bible does not teach that God heals every illness, but he gives faith for the journey. To some, God will speak complete healing. To others, like he said to Paul one day who had a thorn in the flesh and he asked God three times to remove it and God said, no, I'll not remove it, but my grace is sufficient for thee. For my strength is made perfect in your weakness and he provides faith for the journey. Some of the most vibrant people that I've ever met are those who have been stricken with illness 
or with affliction or with crippling arthritis or with some kind of a like a malignant stroke in their lives and yet they have radiance and vibrancy how many of you know Miss Vola Harvey I've never met a more vibrant Christian anywhere she's confined to a wheelchair she may be listening to the broadcast today wonderful vibrant Christian she has faith for the journey but had Christ not come there would be no faith and no faithfulness had Jesus not come there would be no faith to accomplish great things for God the modern missionary movement arose out of a great challenge attempt great things for God expect great things from God I don't believe we can expect anything from God until we attempt some things for God Jesus said as you go I'll be with you the Great Commission is one of the great attestations to the value of faith and the value of obedience Jesus said in Matthew 28 19 and 20 go ye therefore and what that phrase is really saying as you go teach all nations baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I've commanded you and lo I am with you always even to the end of the age I'll be with you you will not go by yourself some in this room or within the sound of my voice today God may be dealing with your heart tugging at your heart to get up and go in missions maybe he wants you in Japan or in the South Sea Islands or in Africa or in England or in Europe or he wants you to serve him in some of the pulpits of the land some mission place the only way you'll ever be able to do it is first of all to say Lord by faith I commit myself to do it and then God will take over and give you faith for the journey had Jesus not come that would not be true had Jesus not come those who have attempted great things for God through the church would not have been able to accomplish them I don't believe God will give the resources until he sees that we're serious in accomplishing what he wants accomplished beloved let's not about money my God shall supply every need of yours according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus the needs will be met and when we attempt great things for God we can expect great things from God and the question that every one of us needs to face wherever our place of service whether it's in a Sunday school class we're running three or four or five or six in a class if you're content to have that God will say okay that's fine but there is a divine discontent inside that says Lord 
I don't want just five, I want ten. And I'm going to attempt that for you. God will give you the faith, and then he will assure you, and you'll be able to get them. I believe the same thing can happen to a church. When a church begins to attempt great things for God, God will supply the need. Why are there hundreds of churches today that are on television? It's not because they had the money to begin with. They just attempted it and God supplied it. Many years ago, I challenged our church to be on television. One of our men accepted that challenge almost single-handedly. And he went around getting sponsorship for a television program. And by faith, we went on television and never missed one payment. Very expensive operation. Attempt great things for God. Expect great things for God from God. I believe God wants us to read his word. And if we will attempt, if we will say, Lord, by the grace of God in 1991, I'm going to read the Bible through. And I want to make that commitment and ask you to help me and, 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 and give me the, the strength and spiritual power to do it. God will enable you to do it. There are many in this room who have read the Bible through scores of times. There's some perhaps who have never read it through at all. I want to challenge you to read it through in 1991. God will enable you to do it. There's some in this room who have won precious souls to Christ. You've been present when a soul was saved. If that's true, you know there's never been anything like it at all, except more of it. When you see somebody get saved and you're present, there's a joy unspeakable and full of glory that puts a new spring in your step. It takes 10 years off your life and it gives you an invigorating encouragement to go on at the task. Now some have never had that joy. Perhaps you've hidden behind those excuses that Satan offers us. I don't know what to say. I don't know what words to use. I'm afraid somebody will ask me some question that I don't know how to answer. Or I'm afraid they'll say no. Or I'm afraid I'll uh, put somebody on the spot. I'm afraid I'll offend someone. Beloved, where would you send them? To hell number two, hell number three, hell number four. They're on their way there now. Let's try to reach them for Christ. And I want to challenge you, every one of us, to attempt in 1991 to win some precious soul to Christ. And I want to tell you, had Christ not come, there would be no faith for the journey to see souls saved. In 1991, I believe God could enable this church to go into an expansion program. We have to determine in our hearts that that's what God wants done. And when we're sure that that's what God wants, we need to do it. He'll provide. The grace of God will provide. But had Jesus not come, there would be no faith for the journey. Now thirdly, had Jesus not come, there would be no forgiveness 
for our sins. In the Old Testament dispensation, men looking forward to the coming of the Messiah would by faith offer blood sacrifices. When they sinned, they would take an animal to the priest and the priest would take that animal and, and, and slay it. And then he'd take some of the blood from that animal and offer it on an altar. <clears throat> he'd take some of the blood and put it on another animal. And the animal would go off in the wilderness, symbolizing the remission or the taking away of sin. All of that, a prophecy of something yet to come. But when Jesus came, he died on the cross. And while he was dying on the cross, the veil of the temple was rent in twain. And perhaps somebody came running from Jerusalem saying, High priest, high priest, the veil of the temple is rent in twain. And that meant that never again would a blood sacrifice have to be offered because Christ was our Paschal Lamb. And he freely forgives and pardons all of our sins. Though our sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. There's not one person within the sound of my voice today who has sinned so seriously, who has sinned so flagrantly, who has gone so far from God. But what if you would start back? If you would turn around, if you would repent of sin and hear the word of God, come now, let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. And if you'd turn to him, you'd find forgiveness and cleansing and, for, and salvation. But had Christ not come, there'd be no forgiveness. Now in closing, listen. Had Jesus not come, there would be no hope for the future. No hope. Listen to what this scripture says again. At the time past, you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel, strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope without God in this world. What a tragedy to have no hope. I've heard of those miners in the mine cave-ins and some would escape and they would tell us that when the cave-in first started and the, and the men would sort of keep hope alive and, and then there would be no light and they could hear nothing and after a while they said hope began to fade and some of the men died simply because they, their hope failed. This one miner that was telling about it said, I had hope in God. And I believed that God had a purpose for my life. And I believed with all my heart that God would send somebody to rescue me. And I hoped and hoped. And I think it was five or six days that went by down in that dark cave in the mine and then someone got through. Now when hope dies, it's a tragedy. I want to tell you, if Jesus had not come, there would be no hope for the future. Billy Stevens died. Billy came to our church as a teenager. We had an instrumental ensemble. 
He played first chair in the band over at Bowling Green High. Wonderful trumpeteer. We started that instrumental ensemble as an outreach to try to reach young people. Billy Stevens came and joined that ensemble. He got saved through that ministry. He didn't always come to church. He had a spiritual renewal when he got sick four years ago with a brain tumor. I'm so glad that in visits with Bill, I could say, Bill, is your faith real? Do you know Jesus? Oh, he would always say, yes, I know the Lord. He's real to me. And we would talk about healing. And then we would say, Bill, God may not heal you. How is it if he doesn't heal you? Bill would sort of smile. He said, well, maybe the Lord will let me play a trumpet over in heaven. We talked about the trump of God. I stood at his funeral yesterday. and was able to say there was faith hope and a glorious future gone at 45 years of age life and death are real beloved and if Jesus had not come there would be no future hope I read about the man who dreamed that Jesus had not come he was a preacher and in his dream, he was called to go to the funeral home and to bring the message at a funeral. So he turned in his Bible. He was going to turn to John 14, but all he could find was the end of Malachi. And he looked and he looked and he said, well, I know that Matthew is after Malachi. Where is it? Where, here's John over here. John 14. Where is that scripture? It wasn't there. Had Jesus not come, we could not say, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. If I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. If Jesus had not come, that wouldn't be there. There would be no future hope. But beloved, Jesus has come. He's alive. He came into the world born as a baby in a manger. He grew to manhood, touched blind eyes and caused them to see and interrupted funeral processions and raised dead people to life. They led Jesus to the cross. He who knew no sin became sin for us. He died on an old rugged cross. But three days later he was raised from the dead and he's alive today. And he ever lives to make intercession for those who will come by faith to him. And if today you would come to Christ with your sickness, with your sorrows, with your sins, with your doubts, with your questions, and just come, he will in no wise cast you out. May we pray. Every head bowed and every eye closed for just a moment. Our hearts humbled before God. Beloved Jesus has come. And he's made heaven so real. And he's made the Christian life so possible. Some today have said, well, I would like to become a Christian. But I'm afraid that I couldn't walk the walk. 
friend, Jesus, because he is ever living to make intercession for those who trust him, helps you walk that walk. He holds your hand and he walks with you. Would you trust him to do it today? Our Father, we pray that someone without Christ would turn to Jesus. That every believer in this room would be encouraged to walk with the Lord. And may God's hand be upon us as we walk forward together. In Jesus' name, amen. May we stand, please. Only trust him. Come every soul by sin oppressed. 332? 312. 312, page 312. Let's turn to that hymn, please. This is God's invitation. If you'll come to Jesus today, he'll forgive and cleanse and save you. If you're already saved, you can walk with the Lord. He'll give you power for the journey, faith for the journey. He'll give you strength that you need. Now there's some who have walked with the Lord for a while and you've gotten weary in it. And you've sort of turned away from the Lord. Why not come back to him today? Just say, Jesus, I want to come back to you and serve you and love you and live for you. There's some here who ought to move your membership to this church and start serving Christ here. There's some they need to come and trust Christ for the very first time. Confess him as your Savior. Will you do it while we begin to sing? Who will step out for the King? Will you come?